mostly crowded stands of elm, oak, dogwood, and ash. Among the tree trunks grew cacti, ferns, and wild orchids that nodded their bonneted heads in a gusting wind. The untouched timber around them had a serenity and permanence that reminded Kane of the columns of an old Spanish cathedral he'd once seen down in the Mexico Durango country. That he'd splattered the church's ancient oak doors with the blood and brains of the bank robber Pancho Ramos had done nothing to spoil his appreciation of the holy place, then or since. Now, among the trees, he experienced the same relaxed inner peace he'd felt in the ancient cathedral. Only tonight, the stars would substitute for candles and the smell of orchids for the blue drift of incense. He had postponed his decision on the crooked ferryman until later, and he wouldn't have to deal with the six dangerous convicts he had to escort back to Fort Smith until tomorrow. For the present, he was looking forward to coffee, crisp-fried salt pork, skillet bread, and his blankets. As good as he felt, he dared to hope that just maybe the dream wouldn't come tonight. His mouth tightened under his mustache. Maybe tonight it would leave him alone. They would leave him alone. Marsh up ahead, Marshal, Sam said. He was leaning forward in his seat, his eyes searching into the shadowed distance. Maybe you should ride on ahead and take a look-see. Kane kneed his sorrel into a trot and rode up on the wash. Both banks were broken down by the passage of wagons and cattle, and only a trickle of water ran over the sandy bottom. He swung to his right and followed the stream into the trees. After a few yards, the banks narrowed to less than two feet, and here the water ran clear and several inches deep. The stream gradually arced to the north, through a clearing about half an acre in extent, roofed by a leafy overhang of elm and post-oak. There was grass enough for the pair of mules and his horse, dry firewood aplenty, and space to park the big prison wagon. It would do. Kane rode back to the road, waved Sam forward, then returned to the clearing and swung out of the saddle. He was a tall, lanky man who moved with an easy, loose-limbed grace. A blue colt hung on Kane's right hip, and his marshal's star was pinned to his cartridge belt, left of the buckle, and covered by his black leather vest. None of Judge Parker's deputies wore their stars in plain sight. In the Indian Territory, a man with a badge was a prime target for bushwhackers, and there was no point in hunting for trouble. As Kane stretched a kink out of his back, Sam Shaver drove into the clearing and looked around. Good a place as any to make camp, Logan. It'll do, Kane said. Unhitch the mule team and I'll rustle up the fire. It was fully dark by the time the coffee bubbled and salt pork sizzled in the skillet. The crescent moon had risen higher in the sky, pouring aside the first stars, and the coyotes were talking. How's the coffee, Sam? Kane asked. The old man lifted the lid off the pot, peered inside, then said, Let her boil for a spell longer. Kane rolled himself a cigarette, lit it with a brand from the fire, and stretched out, leaning on one elbow. Shifting scarlet light played over the hard, lean planes of his face, and his eyes were lost in the shadow of his hat brim. Back bothering you any? Sam shrugged. It comes and goes. All depends on where that dang Comanche arrowhead decides to shift. 
If she digs into my backbone, she do punish me some until she moves again. Well, if it gets bad, you ride and I'll drive the wagon. The old man shook his head. I don't trust that big American stud of yours. If I get throwed, I could be in a heap of trouble. Besides, you're the deputy and I'm the mule skinner. That's how the old judge set it up. Kane managed a rare smile. And I'm glad to have you along, Sam. The compliment was sincerely given. Sam Shaver had been an army scout, buffalo hunter, saloon owner, and sometime mule skinner. He was in his early seventies, but was still a man to be reckoned with. A year before, back in the nations, he'd outdrawn and killed the Texas gunman Elijah Hawks, a man nobody considered a bargain. When he wanted a man to work for him, Judge Parker had few...